Well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Spine and Rehab Specialists podcast series. This is episode number 10. And today we're going to talk a little bit about workers' compensation and some other things surrounding it, but at least that's going to be the premise of today. So I have with me, you know, Dr. Jose Gutierrez. Joey, welcome. Hello, everyone. So let's talk a little bit about you know, workers' comp because it's really kind of like its own little thing um, in general. So workers' comp is essentially an insurance that an employer buys to cover the employees. So that way, if they get injured at work, you know, the, you know, exp the medical expenses are covered, but also the loss of work is covered. So it's a little different than what we usually deal with with you know, our private insurances or, or Medicare or anything like that. That's only the healthcare benefits. But with workers' comp, there is also the, you know, the income, you know, benefit. So it, it does, you know, work a little bit different. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today. So, um, Joe, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, some of these, these workers' comp injuries. What is like a typical injury that we may see in the clinic? Mm, typical injury, the, there's really none, Harry. It varies from back to neck to shoulder to knee. Um, I've seen it all. Um, so I'm a, a functional capacity evaluator, um, have been for, I think, going on four, four years now. Um, and I, I, see, I see a lot of injuries. Yeah, it really can be anything. And and if you look at, um, I'll, I'll mention a couple of the you know the interesting injuries that I've I've seen. Um, I had a lady who got injured you know during 9/11. She was actually there in New York for a course and obviously had to get you know quickly out of the buildings. And you know she sprained her ankle and you know so she had the ankle sprain, but also the trauma from being part of you know of 9/11. Um, I also had a lady one time that claims that she slipped on a fly on the floor. That was you know sure an interesting one. Mm -hmm. um, you know. But yeah, we see a lot of, you know, lifting injuries or slip and falls. And um, a lot of times it's, you know, it's just kind of doing things just a little bit the wrong way, maybe a little bit too rushed or anything like that. So, okay. So how do we treat those, you know, in the clinic? You know, um, obviously, you know, there's just a little bit of, of a different twist on, you know, for, you know, because it's workers comp, right? You want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yes, definitely. So it is, it is different in a sense, um, that we're trying to get the patient back to work. Um, but oftentimes there's a strong fear component, Harry, that, that I'm seeing, um, which is oftentimes like their biggest barrier to returning to work. Uh, not only the physical portion, but also the mental portion is something that, that is, that we, re we really need to work on. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it, it is a little bit different because I think a lot of times people are afraid to go back to doing the same thing that got them injured to begin with. And even though that may not even be rea you know, reality, because sometimes it's just one of those you know, things that something bad happened one time that's probably not going to happen again. But at the same time, it, they may go back into that same situation. So and there is that pressure of, you know, wanting to you know, go back to work as, as quickly as possible. And of course, that's on our end as physical therapists, we always want to try to get our patients better as quickly as possible. But now there's also the employer that obviously needs the employee back, the insurance company that wants the employee back as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, so that it kind of creates a lot of you know stress and a lot of you know a lot of friction on employees. Yes, yeah, so it, it's not a typical two-week uh, you know treatment. Um, so there there is a lot that we have to cover. Um, from the strength deficits that they've experienced since the injury to, to like I said, the fear component, um, trying to get their their mind and, and body just back into it and, and wanting to go back to work. Um, so yes, the, the treatment is a little different um, on that note. So 
uh, we pretty much have to expose them gradually um, to strengthening and also a, a fearful activity that they may be avoiding or having uncertainty whether they should be doing. Um, so yeah, it, it is a little different than uh, your typical, uh, you know, shoulder, neck, back pain. Yeah, definitely. And there's even some programs that, that are designed specifically to help to try to get somebody back to work. Right. So there's there's work conditioning, work hardening that really is only for, you know, workers comp injuries that we, we, we don't do that on, a, on an Edna patient or a Brucloss patient or, or something like that. So um, want to talk a little bit about those two programs. Yes. So, yeah. So um, going from uh, workers compensation injuries and getting physical therapy. So uh, once once you're done with or once the patient is done with their physical therapy, um, it's it's they're at a point where can the patient go back to work or simply where are they now as far as physically, mentally? So um, as I was mentioning before, I'm a, I'm a functional capacity evaluator, um, a.k.a. FCE. So okay. uh, after the physical therapy sessions, um, typically the surgeon or I'm sorry, the, the physician would order an FCE. That's an extensive test, about three to four hours, um, depending on what we need to look at. Uh, that'll help us determine where the patient is at physically from head to toe, not just the injury that they sustained. Yeah, and even part of the FCEs, there's a little bit of testing, too, to see where they are, you know, psychologically. Are they ready or is there is that fear, you know, is that really getting in the way or, you know, does a patient exhibit certain like, you know, kind of abnormal pain behaviors that we're seeing? Right. Um, so that's all kind of built into that, you know, FCE. And that's why it's such a such a long test. And one of the things we're looking at, too, is like, is the patient really trying or not? Correct. Right. Because it's, you know, workers comp kind of has this bad reputation of, oh, there's, you know, people that are just, you know, they're, they're faking it and they take advantage of the system. And even though we definitely see that that does happen sometimes, I think a lot of times it's really more an issue of, you know, yeah, I want to go back to work, but, but you know, there, yes. there's this fear, there's this pressure. And I think that really starts, you know, kind of really messing with somebody as far as, you know, can they go back to work or not? So the FCE really is, you know, designed to test them physically. Yes. Can you, you know, are you able to lift a 20 pound box or a 40 pound box or whatever you need to lift, you know, but also do you exhibit the right behaviors that will allow you to go back to this job? Right. So, and that's why it's such an extensive test. It's actually, I think it's an awesome test. I, yes, I'm a functional capacity evaluator as well, you know, Semi-retired from that. That's why you know, Joey is doing them. Um, and I've, I've done a lot of those. I've done them for 20 years, and I've done hundreds and hundreds of them. And they're actually very interesting tests, really give you a lot of answers that now the doctor or the insurance company, the employer, can, can use to see, can we go back to work? You know, if we can't go back to work yet, you know, what do we need to do to get there, yes. right? Yes. So in your, you know, in your FCE, you really come up with a plan in, you know, ideal scenario, patient go back to work without restrictions, normal, regular duty, great, perfect. Um, but, you know, if they can't, then you can help determine, you know, will a work conditioning or a work hardening program help, you know, the patient go back to work or are they just not going to be able to go back to the regular job and do we need to look at either modifications or, or a different job? So how do mm -hmm. you determine in your FCE whether somebody's a candidate more for work conditioning or work hardening? In other words, what's what's the difference, right? Right. So uh, the, the, the main difference between work conditioning and work hardening is 
basically, as you were talking about earlier, that psychological component, that psychosocial component, um, that that fear, that uncertainty, um, that's typically when work hardening would be deemed necessary. Um, and that would not only so okay so I'll differentiate I'll go back and rewind a little bit work conditioning uh, would would be simply just trying to get the patient back to work physically trying to get them back to lifting carrying pushing and pulling what they need to do um, two weeks typically um, and and they're ready to go uh, work hardening I'll go back to that is a little different in a sense that um, the the patient will need to see a, a counselor uh, to kind of get them through this wall that they're experiencing that they can't jump over, go under, or, or just drive through. Um, and, and that's pretty much the the difference. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the difference. We have work conditioning pretty much. You just need to get stronger and better at what you're doing. You know, and there's nothing else in the way. We're work hardening. There's just something in the way. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we want to help people get back. You know, go. You know, get back to work and get over that. But um, that's why we get a counselor in to to help to get over that. That's probably just a little bit beyond you know what we're you know capable of doing it. And patients seem to really respond well to that. I yes. mean, it's getting over that fear, getting over that that you know how pain is is affecting them. So I really liked you know both of those those programs and uh, years and years ago um, I've been in the field a little longer than uh, than you Joey <laughs> um, the programs actually were always like six weeks eight weeks mm-hmm. um, but what happened what would happen you do an eight week program and somebody's still not able to go back to work then there was just a lot of you know time and, and money spent on that and I think that's why they've cut it down to usually we get two weeks and with a little bit of luck we can probably extend it for another two weeks but a lot of times that's that's all we're getting but yeah. these programs are really really good and we try to as much as possible include work simulation and it's it really kind of goes with our creativity as a therapist because obviously we may not have the exact job situation but at the same time we can mimic it as much as we can you have some examples of that joey uh yes actually uh one that i'll never forget i had an fce on a law enforcement uh, officer who was required to defend himself and take down and, and, and pretty much, yeah, de, you know, defend himself and his, and his comrades. So, uh, I pulled one of our technicians. Um, I told him, beware, be ready. Cause we're going to try to run from this guy. And we did. And, and he, yeah, he, he took us down pretty well, uh, which, you know, yeah, yeah. You're ready to go back to work. Uh, definitely. Um, did he handcuff you and put you in the back of his car or not? Uh, no, no, not, we didn't get that to far? that point. Okay. You know, I said, okay, okay, I believe you. You're good. <laughs> Stop. Uh, also, if the if the patient is required to climb a 12 foot wall, we got a wall in the back that you know if they feel safe to do. All right, let's do it. Um, just anything to try to mimic their work situation. You know, not only does it make it fun for them, but it makes it fun for myself as well. So, yeah, I, I think that really makes it makes it fun and exciting. And, and like I said, it, it really goes on our creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my best example was a, a cook in a you know in a really good restaurant. Um, so guess what? She had to make mm-hmm. us lunch. Hey, it worked nice. out really <laughs> worked out really well. So, but you really were just trying to find the things that are, that mimic their work as much as possible, and that's yes. really what these programs are for. Because it's great that you do an hour of physical therapy, and we stretch and we we do strengthening. But first of all, it's it's an hour. That's typically what physical therapy is. Mm-hmm. How do you go back to doing something now for eight hours, right? right. Because nobody's right. work is one hour. You know, we have to do activities for, for eight hours and things kind of build up. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you get tired at the end of the day, especially 
especially this this is typically done for physical work so mm -hmm. people get it you know get definitely tired by the end of the day yes yes good good so um looking at these these injuries is there stuff that can be done to help prevent injuries because you know would, wouldn't that be better absolutely so what do would. we what do we do for that as far as like is there you know, testing that can be done to see if somebody is ready to do a certain job or not. So not necessarily the FCE after the injury, mm -hmm. but is there testing that we do in the clinic, you know, before maybe somebody even starts a job already? Yeah, so uh, we actually do post-offer pre-employment testing as well um, for, for several companies uh, who require their employees meet a certain physical demand level, um, and that's after going through a physical with a physician, uh, which is typically a DOT physical, um, hair follicle exam, all that stuff. And then their last piece of the application would be here to make sure that they're physically able to do their job. Uh, so that's after a quick uh, musculoskeletal screen, uh, check the neck, the back, their strength, their flexibility. Uh, once I deem that it's safe to continue, then we'll have them, you know, lifting whatever they need to lift and uh, they're, they're ready to start their job yeah and these these tests you know they're actually not quite as simple you know as as what it seems like on our end because right. you have to determine ahead of time what is really crucial to do your job right? right you can't just put them through a whole battery of tests that have nothing to do with it i mean you know i can't have a physical therapist you know well you have to lift a 100 pound box and if not you can't work here it's like well but we don't lift 100 pound boxes as physical therapists right, right. so it would have to be something applicable for you know for this employee um but it's, it's really good for us to see that is like yeah you need to be able to physically do the job mm -hmm. because if you're not able to do the job then you are going to get hurt Yes. Like even even under the, the most you know the, you know perfect circumstances, if you just can't physically do it, you know if you need to lift you know thirty pounds, but you can only lift twenty, mm -hmm. but you're going to take the job anyway because you need the money. Well, yeah, people are going to get hurt. So that's definitely very helpful to to try to you know prevent these injuries from happening by only accepting the right candidates. Yes, you know, and it, it helps companies because they're not going to look at somebody and say, well, you're short, overweight skinny underweight female what old whatever mm -hmm. there's you know either you can do the job or you can't do the job Correct. so it really takes away even the discrimination part of it yes yeah and on that note um it's not just a musculoskeletal component it's it's even a you know cardiovascular component like if, if their blood pressure for example or their resting heart rate is not within safe levels um then there's no way we can test them and we'll have the, we'll refer them out to get medical clearance uh, they'll come in again and, and do the test if their cardiovascular system is ready for it as well. So it's not just musculoskeletal, but it's also I'm also testing um, that cardiovascular component as well. So some of these jobs are pretty heavy out there, aren't they? Yes, but I think if uh, your company makes you do these tests, then they really care for you and they care for your health. Yeah, because these aren't cheap tests. No. Nope. <laughs> They're not. And really, ultimately, an employer does not want their employees to get hurt. Right. Right. I mean, it's some, right. sometimes employees think that, you know, the employers don't care. No, they do care. Mm -hmm. You know, but at the same time, a, a job needs to be done. Right. You know, so, right. yeah, we've even done some, um, you know, some some general education, um, you know, for, you know, back safety and, and things like that, just to even help prevent, you know, injuries. Yes. Yes. So what has been, you know, probably your, you know, most intriguing workers' comp case that you've seen, Joey? Hmm. Oh, Harry, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, they, they all, 
they all kind of hit me in a, in a in a special way because they're they're just so different. Um, what what gets me the most is when I hear that they've done physical therapy after their injury elsewhere and they never got better because they were doing the same thing, um, no hands on. I think those are the cases that really bug me the most um, because it kind of puts a sour taste in my mouth and also gives us a bad name when, you know, you're doing the same thing over and over and over and uh, sometimes you don't even know who your physical therapist is after an injury. Um, Yeah, if I were to get injured and I go get treatment, I would for sure want to see the clinician and not a technician. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, so I think those are the ones that get me the most is when I hear that and, and I see how far behind there they are when they could have progressed a lot quicker had they had the right type of treatment. Yeah, you're right. Cause I think a lot of times, I mean, injuries happen, you know, it's, it's tough, it's bad, but it, you know, they happen, mm-hmm. you know, how do you respond to it? And I think that's any time, like, how do you respond to a situation, right? Things happen in life, but how do you respond to it? Mm-hmm. But if the medical field is really, you know, shortchanging the, you know, the patient yeah. Yeah. and, you know, that's, that's hard to see. And, and we see those examples, unfortunately, you know, quite a bit, you know, we work hard to try to catch up with whatever, you know, didn't happen before, but yeah. Yeah. I, I always think it's so interesting to see some of these injuries. I mean, I had a, a fisherman that hurt his shoulder, you know, three days off the coast of Alaska, you know, so he had to suffer on that boat, you know, for three days, because guess what, they were mm-hmm. not going to medevac him out, he, they just had to wait until they were back in the, you know, in the port, and then he can get off, you know, off the ship and, you know, come back to El Paso, and that was an interesting one, mm-hmm. um, you know, big surgeries, and then some of our, you know, workers comp, and people probably don't realize these are workers comp, we've had some NFL players in here. Yeah. Guess what? That's workers comp. They get that's, injured at work. That's their job. You know, so <laughs> yes, probably our most notable ones have been, you know, getting paid by NFL teams. Kind of fun when you see a Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, check coming in or Miami Dolphins check or so. It's yeah. kind of fun. Yes. You know, it's not quite as, you know, uh, I mean, the, the UPS checks, it's the same amount of money, but it's just not as much fun when it has a, you know. <laughs> Yeah, the Steelers logo. The team logo. <laughs> Unfortunately for Joey, we have not had a Cowboy player in here yet. But that's, you know, that may be in the work sometime. So. Hopefully. All right. Hopefully. Good. Um, anything else you have to add, um, Joey? Uh, no. No, yeah. here you know. Good. So we just want to talk a little bit about, you know, that whole workers' comp, you know, system. Because it is, you know, I think it's so interesting. And, and I think it it has such a bad rep. And, and I don't think that's justified. I think we just need to work with the patients, do a good job with them. Yes, there is one or two bad apples in there, but I think in general, these are people that just need our help and they need our attention and we need to get them back to work. Yes. So yes. awesome. Great. Um, well, I hope this was you know interesting for our audience. Um, you know, thank you guys for listening to this podcast and looking forward to the next one. All right. Thank you guys.